So what are we talking about today, JP? We're going to cover three questions today. Why should you care about flexibility or stability? Where do you even start? And how long does it take to see change? Ooh. And we might even sneak in a cheeky win. A cheeky win. A cheeky, cheeky win. From the SMM group. Welcome to You Can Fix You, giving you mobility tips to build movement freedom and train with confidence. You don't know what you don't know. So this is episode one. We have just spent a very long time setting up all of the equipment. It's all brand new. So you might never (laughs) see this because this might not even work. So we might be spending the next 20 minutes together getting nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, content. So So first up, um, why should you even care about flexibility or stability, Tom? Good question. It's almost as if we planned that. (laughs) For me... It was the biggest thing that I missed when I started training. So it's an enabler and it needs separated from what exercise is. So everybody's first goal is I want to get, you know, strong. I want to lose weight. I want to be able to do cool stuff. And if you don't have good flexibility, which I didn't, or good stability, I had some stability in places. um, You can end up getting really badly injured. Mm. Some people can be totally fine. We don't like those people. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have a background of, you know, training... <laughs> training when you're younger, um, and like it just wasn't something that was instilled in you, and you didn't move well. Like you can have an accidental amount of like huge amount of bad habits built up over mm. time. So it's just for me, I when I started coaching, I was just like, if I don't sort these things out now, I can just see six months to a year time, you're going to start having sore back, knee pain, blah 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 blah. blah. It's going to hinder your progress. So for me, it's like let's fix this stuff first. Hundred percent. And um, my sort of introduction to it was from sport. So when I started rowing, uh, I was not the most athletic person in the world and I was competing against guys who were pretty fit. And that was just to get onto the crew so that I can compete against other schools. And what I found was that as I started to, to improve my range of movement, I was having to do less work to do the same movement. And therefore my fitness was able to dramatically increase um, because the effort level just decreased for the same range. Yeah, and that's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I used to think that when you squat, your <laughs> lower back hurts and your knees hurt. Oh, that's what squats do, you yeah. know? And um, then I would just search for people to confirm that. Like, Denise, does the squats hurt your knees? Like, yep. And it's like, ah, oh, so it is normal then. Yeah, yeah. You know, you try and find <laughs> the people that agree with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course it causes pain. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's not supposed to, even in the slightest. Yeah. When I train now, I'm like, I love doing squats because it makes my hips and, you know, my legs and everything feel amazing. It makes me feel strong. Whereas anytime I used to train, I used to feel beat up and sore and I yeah. just 100% thought that was normal. I didn't see yeah. anything wrong with that. And the thought of how many people in the world right now are not understanding this because sure. it's just not, it's not taught in schools. This stuff yeah. just isn't brought up. It's just or it's so just important. accepted as like, oh no, that's just the range that I have or like, no, I can't move that way. It's like, well, you can't now, but with a little bit of application and a little bit of awareness to oh maybe I could move better or I could have more range um, but if you don't know then you don't know so that's where this is kind of we're trying to help raise awareness through all the content we put out on Instagram YouTube and all that stuff so that people can see oh I can see that there's potential there that I'm not achieving but I can also see a pathway in how to get there that's super challenging because you're overcoming like a limiting belief, mm-hmm. uh, which can really uh, <laughs> mince you down in the ground if you let it. <laughs> um, so kind of 
along with that question is um, why should you care about flexibility? But then stability, like what's the difference really in those two? How are they linked? Kind of what are we looking at there? The way I like to explain it is like your flexibility is how something moves mm. and, you know, the ranges it can get to. So like, can you touch your toes? Can you put your arms over your head? You know, can your you yes. know joints move the way they're supposed to? The stability element is it is, 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 is. stuff and <laughs> <Wow>. things. <laughs> so eloquent. The <laughs> stability element is, can you control that range? You know, can you put your arm above your head and keep it there without mm. pain or, you know, be able to generate strength from there? So it's really important to have that combination of both, which to us is being, you know, being strong and flexible, which is the flong and sexable yes. kind of idea is to have that good combo of both. Once you have that, then you can push the flexibility more. You can go go for the splits, go for fancy stuff, or you can push your strength training further once you have a good foundation. But if you try and like just go straight for flexibility stuff, when you've no stability at all, you're going to hurt something. You're going to yeah. pull muscles. You're going to aggravate joints. Um, and then same vice versa. If you're trying to do strength training, when you can't move properly, when your joint literally can't go into the position you're supposed to go into, yeah. your body will figure it out. It will find <laughs> a way and you'll end up tweaking something. And it, yeah. the worst thing is it might take a year for that to happen or two years mm. and say you're, you know, in your like late 20s coming into 30. What's the most common thing people are then going? Oh, it's because I'm thirty. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, oh, that's why I'm getting old. And it's like, no, it's like, look, just getting started. There, there's so many athletes in their fifties and sixties, competitive yeah. athletes that are amazing and they feel great. It's not normal. So it's um, yeah, it's just so hard to not like confirm your suspicions of like it's age or sure. you can't change something or how you move. Yeah. So, like, what we're looking at there, and. Um, Every different company uses their own terms or they have their own interpretation of what it is. When we're talking about flexibility and stability, really that's kind of looking at an overall, our overall program is mobility, which is the combination of strength and flexibility. So flexibility, think of it almost like passive. It's like, yes, you have access to this range, but stability really is the control over the range. Um, and as you say, that's kind of how we decrease those injuries and and make you feel better at 40 than you did at 20, better yeah. at 50 than you did at 30. Because as you say, the norms are that you feel worse as you get older. We're trying to challenge that belief. Yeah. I was limping around at 19, like yeah. limping, like if I had to walk any distance, like, oh, my hips sore, my back sore, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And just like, I just didn't want the exercise because I was sore and just didn't enjoy it and didn't see the value in it. And like now I'm, you know, just past my mid thirties, <laughs> but I feel fine. I feel great. I wake up in the morning and I'm, you know, able to touch my toes. I feel okay. There's no aches and pains or joint soreness or anything like that. So it is absolutely possible when you do put it as a priority, which you absolutely should. And something we can do as well is we can almost separate exercise and training from like mobility work where like in all your videos, you're wearing jeans and <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it's not normal in a gym to wear jeans. <laughs> but the whole idea is it's you're just like letting your body move. You're not having to get a sweat on to work on this stuff. Yeah. If you have to put yoga pants on before you can move throughout the day, there's something wrong. Yeah. You want to like actively choose clothes that you can move more in mm. and look for spaces throughout the day when you get up first thing in the morning and you, you're in your pajamas, say, or whatever you sleep in. You know, if you go in the nude, that's fine. You can do <laughs> some stretches in the nude. That's okay. Whoa. And then, you know, put your, <laughs> put your clothes on. Maybe, maybe not a downward dog out the window. Yeah, don't but post yeah. it on social media. <laughs> don't, don't post that. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you want to have stuff on and things that you can do throughout the day. So you're not sitting still for many, many hours with absolutely nothing. Mm. So yes, obviously when you go to the gym and you have your workout gear on stuff, you oh, can yeah. do more, but throughout the day, you need to be doing something to offset, say eight hours of sitting. Yeah. And that again, feeds back into that message of not accepting that you're going to feel worse as you get older. If you keep moving, you're still, you know, greasing the joints. They're still getting their full range. There's no need for them to feel as restricted as they, as they sometimes can. Yeah, everything is habits. And just the longer the years go on, mm. you're just accumulating years of bad habits. Then that's yeah. the problem. It's not the years, it's the years of bad habits. But if you accumulate years of good habits, mm. that's great. You've got loads of good habits. You're going to feel amazing. So for somebody then in that situation, they've had years of bad habits and stuff. Where do they even start? Oh, seamless. <laughs> for me, it's like, where can you fit a little bit of extra movement in the day? Mm. First thing in the morning, such a good win. So if you can do five minutes as soon as you get up, doesn't need to be fancy at all. It's more about building that habit. So you've mm. done something at the start of the day. If it's yep. just moving your neck around, moving your spine a little bit and moving your hips a little bit, totally fine. Don't get a sweat on. Don't even have to open your eyes. So you can even do it while you're drinking your yeah. coffee. That's fine. And then it's about... Right, what could I improve here? What do I not know? So it's like finding out, you know, what you mm -hmm. don't know. And a good place to start is just joint functions. So rather than going after which muscles do I need to strengthen? What's, sure. um, you know, what percentage of push should I have to pull? What ratios <laughs> are, all these confusing things, you know, where are my hormones, all of this stuff. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Just are you moving your joints the way they can? Mm -hmm. And a lovely little hack that I like to use is to literally go to Google and just type in, what are all the functions of the hips? Oh, cool. And that will just bring up, so you've got flexion, you've got extension, you've got internal rotation, external rotation, and it just brings all of that stuff up. So mm. you're able to go, when's the last time I extended my hip? Yeah, yeah. And then you can double Google, you can go exercise for hip extension. Yes. Couch stretch will pop up on our YouTube. It's there as well. Nice. Um, so then you can actually start to build out um, exercises that are gonna do those things, which mm. respect your joints, how they like to move. The big problem with a lot of fitness stuff is that swimming, running, cycling, there is very limited joint movement in those. Yeah. So you can be super fit. You can be ripped to the gills, yes. have six packs on your six packs on your abs and have pain and have dysfunction because you're not moving your joints fully because you're not going into the end ranges. So you actually want to respect how the joints move and that's going to be the best thing for you. So that's a good place to start. Am I moving my joints mm. like joints? Let's start doing that. Then later on, you can start to do the nuances and learn more about specific exercises, but start with the joints first. Yeah. And I think that's where it's been really tricky for a lot of people is that they've only ever seen exercise or mobility training as it's either sport or it's what traditionally looks like a gym. So in sport, as you say, each sport has biases. You know, throwers, they overdevelop one side of their body and it's the same movement pattern. Uh, rowers were twisting to one side of the body. Tennis, you know, all, all the same kind of ideas there and a broad spectrum of sports will help balance those things out. But very few people do that because there's not enough time in the day to do that. Then the other side of things is the traditional gym work is very much influenced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Bodybuilding, yeah. right? And you just listen to a bodybuilding split and they have back and biceps. They have chest and triceps. There's nothing about, it's a shoulder workout. So you move the joint like a shoulder or it moves your shoulder like a joint. Um, and so that's where part of the problem is that somebody's like, oh, I want to address my problems. I'll go to see a personal trainer. I'll go to the gym. I'll follow this bodybuilding program. And then, you know, they're just magnifying the, 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 the issue that's already there rather than going, 
well, let's maybe look up Tom Morrison. <laughs> let's look up a shoulder. <laughs> let's do some dumbbell shoulder rotations. <laughs> uh, let's do some zenith work, you know, uh, get your thoracic spine working. And yeah, it, it's not addressing the joint as a joint. It's addressing a body part because it looks cool in a mirror. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that we do, um, especially with our programs, is just filling in the gaps. Mm. So you can train like that absolutely fine and you'll feel great. And all you need to do is add in that little bit of rotation yes. and that little bit of end range work. And then, yeah, get your pump, do your pull-ups, do whatever it is you want to do. Run if you're a crazy person. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, if as long Watch as you're doing stuff <laughs> that respects the joints, like before you go for your run, do some full joint movement. You'll feel better. You'll have yeah. a better stride. You'll recover better. That's the biggest thing about having good mobility. It makes you recovery better. Mm. If you're not expending energy trying to compensate, you have more energy to work with in your training sessions. Yeah. That's class. You know, <laughs> why would you not want that? Yeah. And it, you know, it, it takes longer to build it in the first place, but once you have it, it's oh, yeah. so easy to maintain uh, very little work really. Um, and that's something that we, we can find difficult sometimes with people who are just finding our program for the first time is that just that initial step can can seem like a big leap. And for some people that can take, you know, a couple of days, which is incredible. I'm super jealous of those people. Other people, it's more like months. Um, so if we're looking at like how long, if you're starting out, how long would you expect for something to change um, and kind of what manage expectations, Tom? Manage expectations. <laughs> One of the first things is that if you start working on something, you're going to realize how bad it is and feel worse immediately. Yes. You're going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> I hate this. You got to embrace the suck. And if you keep putting the work in, you'll get to a point eventually mm. that you're like, this is too easy. I need something harder. But yep. it's that work that you have to put in. So if you've been a certain way mm. for many years, it's going to take that bit longer. Like a, a weird equation, like this isn't an actual equation, but like think of it like, say you're 50 years old. Okay. So maybe if you compare that to a 20 year old, you've got 30 years on them. So it might take you 30% longer mm. than the 20 year old to make the same improvement. Now that's not a, that's not a perfect Tom, full I heard perfect 90% of statistics are made up on the spot. 97.2% <laughs> actually of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> but yeah. it's that kind of like, okay, so yeah, let's accept I've been not, because I didn't start training until I was 25. I sure. didn't care at all. You know, I just wanted to smoke and drink. It wasn't interesting to <laughs> the me. Fun to do in life. The fun things, you know, um, <laughs> watch TV and play computer games. I was great at parkour on screen. Like, you know, if I could climb up any buildings, but, um, when I started working on things like people in classes that would start at the same time as me that maybe played football for mm. their you know, childhood and stuff, they would pick things up faster. I was so, I found it so hard to be coordinated. But the more things I learned, the more I started to bring on. But then my idea was like, right, I've lost time. I need to catch up. Sure. So that's how you can flip things in your favor again. So if you've got someone, say that 20 year old and you say you're 50, you know, okay, right. Maybe it's going to take me 30% longer than them. How can I switch that? They're mm. training twice a week. I'm going to do four times a week. So you're doubling your workload. So yeah. all of a sudden now this person at 50 is going to make faster progress than this person at 20 because of the time and the effort that they're putting in. Mm -hmm. So this is a good way to motivate yourself thinking, right, okay, I've, I've messed up. You know, I've had some bad <laughs> habits. I'm going to flip my habits completely. Yep. Use that motivation to get that burn to do things more often and you're going to make faster progress. So it's the best way you can do things. It's going to take the time it's going to take, yeah. but the more time you can put into it in the shorter period, the faster you're going to make your progress. Yeah. And the, there's, there's two, two elements there is you want to do enough and so that you are making the change. And that's where, you know, you, you want to get the ball rolling with, uh, I've got, you know, ground to make up here. 
and there's the other component of biology only moves at a certain pace. And um, I think you fell into this trap as well. I've done it many times myself. Uh, you're like, I'm going to do all of the work. And then six months later, everything hurts yeah. because you've overdone it. But that's because of that element of biology only moves at a certain pace. So it's like skin cells regenerate in 30 days, muscle cells regenerate in 90 days, connective tissue like your ligaments and tendons is like 270 days. So what tends to happen is people who, especially sports athletes, who were really sporty until like they're 25, and then they, you know, they get a job, have a family, all that kind of stuff. They stop exercising for 15 years, then they get back into it. And their muscles adapt so quick. So they do a 90 day cycle, great, big growth. Another 90 day cycle, great, big growth. But the ligaments and tendons haven't caught up and then they get pulled, they get strained or whatever. So it's doing enough but not overdoing it at the same time. Um, and that's where you're trying to build a habit. It's not a race. Yeah. It's like, let's not look at this as like an end game. There is no end. It's I'm trying to build a daily habit um, rather than I need to cross the finish line yeah. first. And staying <laughs> consistent with the easier things for a yes. long time builds better than going all into the hardest thing. So if you're going to up the frequency, mm. down the intensity yep. so that you're able to actually maintain that. And that's going to take a while to figure out. Everyone has their different tolerance levels oh, yeah. and they will change as you get better at things. The more sure. things you make better, the faster you get at making things better, which is pretty awesome, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. encouraging in its own as well. So that's definitely something to manage as well Is you know, you're starting into something, it's new, it's sexy, it's exciting. It's like a relationship, you know, uh, the first uh, two weeks are just so exciting. You can't everything at the same time. Uh, you've got that honeymoon period um, and you're trying to not get sucked up into that too much and go with like, oh, I want to do the most advanced program or this. It's trying to stick with the basics. The basics work really well. Get your joint function, <laughs> do some rotations, uh, build it into your daily habit and then the rest will come in time as you're getting better and better and better. Do you want to do the win? Do you want me to do the win? That's up to you. How about I read the win? JP's going to read the win. You do something inspiring for the rest of his time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'll just dance. <laughs> dance, dance monkey, dance. In the corner. Oh no, this is a podcast. Uh, it's just sound. I'll heavy breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't put a microphone this close to my oh, face. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Hello uh, there. <laughs> all right. So, Valentine's Day, Tom. Hello there. <laughs> off the back of those questions, we looked at uh, why should we care about flexibility, stability? Where do you start? And... Uh, how long should it take to make change? Somebody who we think has done a really good job of that is Simon Pearson. Pearson? Pearson. Pearson, yes. Yeah, Simon we Pearson. met in our Newcastle seminar a couple of weeks ago, in which person. is always awesome so cool. to meet a real life SM member. Yeah, because so so often we just see the you see the profile picture and you see the comments and you're like, oh, that's cool, that's a person. And then you meet them in person, you're like, you're a person. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. It's the best. And yeah. So Sam was awesome. But this is one of the things he wrote down um, at one point. We thought it was awesome. Around 14 months ago, I lived every day in constant pain from my right butt down to my right foot. I also had other niggles that I ignorantly put down to old age wear and tear. I've gone from enjoying the things in life that made me happy, such as hiking, mountain biking, bouldering and training in the gym to some that could be not standing up without horrendous pain. That sucks. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I spent a long time looking for a quick fix. I spent a fortune on physio sessions, massages, and of course, he rubbed balls. 
rollers, sorry Tom, and even shot himself with a vibrator. Nothing worked until he came across this crazy ginger dude who seemed to have something about him. Sounds sexy. I don't know if you've seen this guy <laughs> online, but hot dang. <laughs> uh, he skeptically signed up for the simplistic mobility method, and he has to say that it's one of the best decisions he ever made. SMM has given him his life back and more. Today, he's back doing all the things he loved to do, plus more. He's even found a new love for deadlift. I'm sorry, Simon. Am I? I hate deadlifts. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Um, two more bits. He actually cried in pain throughout his first session, but he kept going on. And that's just what you were saying earlier is initially you're like, oh, I didn't realize things were as bad as they were. Um, so he kept going on. He did way too much in the early days trying to get that quick fix. But over time, he learned that SMM is a healing process the recovery is no by, by no means linear. Yeah. He's identified that he was in a much worse state than he thought, um, but it was decades of bad habits, and that does that to a guy. Um, I still get little fl- pain flare-ups, but I don't panic because I know what I need to do to sort it, and one day the flare-ups will be a distant memory. Thanks, Tom and the team. SMM is life. Fantastic. I'm not going to lie. That. I'm kind of raging. Because Simon did a much better job of concisely saying what we just said. He did, didn't he? But <laughs> in a very short period, it took us 20 minutes to get there. He did it in like five paragraphs. We're trying, we're trying. It's a new podcast. It's a new one. When you're listening back to this one after you've listened to episode 50 in the future, you'll like, you'll appreciate our youngness. Like, why did these guys keep going? They were terrible. So let's not keep going yeah. and tune in for episode two. Two, mm. which is setbacks are normal. So as Simon mentioned there about not panicking whenever he has a flare up, that is what we're going to cover in episode two. We shall yes. see you then. So thanks, Simon. Thanks for listening. Um, catch you next time.